0: Welcome to Christ Nine. This is Jesus' arrest and trial. Um, So, just to kind of recap a little bit here, I'll try and advance the PowerPoint. Gonna work for me? So last week and the week before, we we touched on Jesus' triumphal entry into the city of David, the holy city of Jerusalem. Um, He came in on a donkey. People thought he was going to come in um, and be a king, a real king, a king of, like uh, in the earthly sense. Uh, there was a lot of events that took place where he over overturns the temple, the the temple uh, money makers, and um, Pharisees are are, are plotting um, to kill Jesus. They're not pleased with him. Uh, Judas agrees to betray him. Um, it leads us up to. The Last Supper, the Passover, where last week we talked about um, the Passover meal introducing a new covenant. A covenant being a contract, um, God being all-knowing and nothing hidden from him, knowing that mankind, humanity wouldn't hold up their end in any of the covenants that he's given so far. But he is faithful to himself. He is unable in his holiness to be unfaithful to his promises. He introduces this new covenant, which graduates every follower of God um, that comes by faith through Christ um, from the old Levitical system of sacrifices and and the holy of holies to the blood of the covenant, what Jesus was going to introduce. so as he was right side upping everything, um, he was now bringing this uh, before his disciples, speaking it plainly before them um, and then he takes a group of them to the Garden of Gethsemane. Judas had already snuck out. Um, and here they are praying and Jesus was was um, struggling over what he knew was before him. And uh, a few of his disciples that he took a little further with him, he kept going back to them because they kept falling asleep when he left them telling them to pray. And that temptation wouldn't overtake them. He, he comes back and they're sleeping and he goes and continues to pray. Um, and... And he continues to submit to the Father's will. You know, he doesn't want this cup of wrath from God to be poured out on him. He knows what's coming, but he submits. Um, What a what a trying, um, emotional, heavy time. Today's story. um, Just I'll kind of run through it quickly, and then I'll get you guys uh, contributing with the questions that you. Or with the uh, what what you observed through the reading, if you had time. Um, so in the garden here uh, of of Gethsemane, or in the area, G- uh, Jesus is arrested. Um, he's betrayed by Judas. That is that is carried out now. He's brought before uh, a couple different religious uh, parties, so to speak, the, the Sanhedrin and and Pilate, um, and they accuse him falsely. Um, he gets taken away. He's mocked. Um, he's beaten, and um, now we're just we're down to the wire of his of his um earthly ministry, the time on earth. So then tonight's hook and there's a lot in this one. I feel like Craig and I were talking earlier today it's like this hook we feel like we we trust really encapsulates what what we cover in the scriptures at this point. Um in confident humility, Jesus freely submits to fulfill God's painful plan of rescue. So in confident humility, Jesus freely submits to fulfill God's painful plan of rescue humanity's rescue um, let's uh I'm just kind of thinking of uh, order of events here. let's just touch on some the first couple of verses here in mark chapter fourteen, and then I'll put it back on you guys to describe. Um, what's going on in this story so keep in mind all the Passover events that just happened um, and and backing up one more step I wanted to do this last week I should have done this last week but I'm making up for lost time tonight but just before that Passover feast there was also the Olivet Discourse Um, if you look in in Matthew chapter I think 24 um, where he's talking of, of of historical events that are about to happen and and future sorry further in the future with his second coming um so there's a somberness there and then there's the passover feast with his broken body and poured out wine they have the first lord's supper or communion and then the betrayal happens so um there's sort of this talk initially of farther future events and then there's the talk at the last supper of near future events and now boom it's engaging these things are going to play out um, very succinctly Um, so just keep that in mind just to try to set the mood of 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 what the disciples would be thinking and feeling emotionally at this point um, as well as sort of just the political climate now going forward would somebody read for me uh, mark chapter 14 uh, the first two verses there have them in the powerpoint or uh, feel free to read in, in in your bibles
1: Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him, and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Okay,
0: so, thank you, Brett. At this part of the story, describe what's going on in your own words.
1: Is that for me to do it?
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, says as he was speaking, so Jesus basically um, announces the imminent um, arrival of Judas and the crowd's betrayal or they're, who's coming to arrest him, and they arrive, and um, Judas, you know, comes up to him, and I feel in a way he's mocking him when he says rabbi and kisses him, and with that signal, because that would be, you know, a kiss is a symbol of affection, endurement, friendship, and then also then to say rabbi would be to... You address as authority, but clearly by his actions, he's not showing that respect.
0: Right. What do you think? Sorry, did somebody else start to say something there, Craig? Not just Okay. It's funny with this setup. If, it, if there's any sound, it pops your picture to the center there, so it's good. It kind of flags it for me. So I saw your you pop down there, Craig. Um, what do you think, Brett? Led him, led Judas to this point uh, of betraying the one he'd followed so closely.
1: It would be um, well. It says earlier, Satan entered Judas, so it would have been a you know a temptation, and then also pride and a rebellion against Jesus, and um, greed as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. You wonder. Like how, what, yeah, the pride that Satan used. What was the pride, what was the prideful thing that he was going for? Was it, I mean, I was kind of to think on that a little bit this week. Was it, was he disappointed that Jesus wasn't going to be the king that he maybe thought the type of king he would be like an earthly king? Was it fame? Was it just the 30 pieces of silver um, that he got to betray? No,
3: I think you hit upon it when you said that he expected that Jesus was going to do it in a different way and like come in as a king and sit on a throne, and then he would be a part of that kingdom. He would be a part of the, um, the ruling government, and uh, that wasn't happening. And, and so, in some ways, I think he... No, I have to stop there with my thoughts.
0: <laughs> sure. Does anybody else want to uh, rearrange what's said in these first couple of verses uh, into their own words before we kind of um, continue? I mean, it really grabs me that Jesus, who's been peaceful, more or less peaceful, I mean, he turned over the money tables at the tabernacle, so a bit of a rebel rouser there, but really peaceful otherwise. They come at him with clubs, swords, you know? Yeah. It, 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 what, does that, what does that speak to you guys when, when someone who's peaceful is approached with clubs and swords and... A whole mob.
1: <laughs> I think they were afraid of him.
0: Hmm. So coming coming, guns blazing because they didn't know what he could do back to them.
1: Yeah, I think there was a certain level of fear there. Hmm. I mean, the overwhelming numbers.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, you, you, see, you see in John 18, when, when it's describing this, when they... Um, he says, the gas, you know, whom are you seeking? And they, they say, Jesus of Nazareth, he says, I am he. He says a couple of times where they actually, they, they fell back. Right. Um, again, whether that's, you know, how that's demonstrating their, their fear or not sure what's going to happen to your, they, they drew back a number of times in that little dialogue in John.
0: Let's, um.
2: I've <laughs> also just, um. On that point, there just thought of it sometimes, wondering if there was still that hint of if he is who he says he is, then we better have a good amount of people because he could do something. But then it also just kind of shows you the naivety of it, where it's just like, what is a man that he thinks, if he is actually who he says he is, that you can do anything? Right. It? It's like they almost got it, but then still completely missing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. What you're afraid of, you're not afraid of enough. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it, could, it could be that, um it could be that, like they came at night because they were afraid. They wanted to catch him with all the crowds surrounding, and maybe they were anticipating that in case there were still crowds or something, too.
0: Yeah. Whoops.
5: Yeah.
0: For sure. Let's um, in my slides here. I just have it jumps ahead five verses. But let's just read this as as one go through here. So just uh, forty-five. Uh, let's pick up and uh, and just go to the end of fifty-two there before before too much longer here. <laughs> Will somebody read forty-five to fifty-two of Mark chapter fourteen?
6: Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi. And- and kissed him the men seized jesus and arrested him then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest cutting off his ear am i leading a rebellion Said jesus that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me every day i was with you teaching in the temple courts and you did not arrest me but the scriptures must be fulfilled then everyone deserted him and fled a young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind.
0: There was... uh, I was reading a commentary on that last verse because it just seems so random. (laughs) Who's this guy that, you know, all of a sudden he had linen garment and then he fled? Um, Some commentaries actually speak to it potentially being Mark himself, I believe it was, um, being present. Mm -hmm. Um, And just sort of the, the... not the urgency what's the word I'm looking for, but the fact that he just like kind of panicked and ran like it's like he kind of understood the the complexities of the situation He didn't want to be caught there right It's kind of like some people when they have a when there's riots when the cops show up, they kind of panic flee right they don't want to get caught with the wrong with the wrong person or what have you so maybe Mark was feeling that here if it was him um, so what does that bring to mind? Where it says, everyone deserted him and fled. Does that bring back a r- recent past memory of the last lesson? What did Jesus say at the table?
5: He, he said they'd all leave him or something. Or for... Yeah. And, I, I don't know, before, it's verse 27, I think, maybe? We will all
0: yeah, like like yeah, the shepherd will be struck, the sheep will be scattered. Yeah, so there you see it. I mean, it's not very far down the scriptures, but in in terms of events, it, it it's a charged scene and and he's spot on. Well, of course he's spot on. He is God, Jesus, the Son of God. Um and his words are true. And so here it says everyone deserted him and fled just like he said they would.
3: But then there's Peter that denied that he was going to leave the Christ. He was there was nothing going to keep him from following him.
0: Say that one more time, GD. Uh
3: Peter just did not he said there's nothing that would stop him from following him. <laughs> Yeah. And everybody else may flee, but I
2: won't <laughs> We'll see what happens yeah. there.
0: <laughs> yeah. We know the story, don't we? He yeah. He he naively thought, just like the Israelites, we will do all you say. You know, he naively speaks, saying, I will not. But uh starting in sixty-six there, Peter disowns Jesus. Yeah. So what initial th- what initial thoughts are you guys having at this point? I mean, he said he would be betrayed. He went to Gethsemane. It was a, it was a, a heavy moment. Um, and now these events are, in, are being engaged. What, what Jesus said would happen. What are some of your initial thoughts or questions um, at this point up to his arrest?
1: Two thoughts came to my mind was just how incredibly like courageous Jesus was throughout the whole thing, and then also that, if I'm honest, I can see myself running away with the disciples when it happens.
0: Yeah, you're probably speaking on behalf of us all here tonight. <clears throat> yes on one hand we all want to be like no i wouldn't i'd be like peter well at least the first time peter spoke (laughs) i won't leave you lord but yeah yeah it would be it would be a confusing time
3: did he try to defend him uh, and protect jesus also by taking out that sword yeah standing against the crowd
0: yeah yeah that's right um but yeah, there was. They knew. They knew some. Jesus spoke plainly with them of the truth and all the, that God the Father told him to teach them. Um, but it, there was still a there was still a mystery component of um, we're not sure how this is all going to puzzle together. Anybody else want to want to share some initial thoughts or even questions that come to mind up to his arrest? It's
5: interesting that. Um that he identifies Judas as one of the twelve like anyone reading it would already know that but it was almost like he's emphasizing that he really was one of the how bad the betrayal was right that he was one of the twelve, 12 starting out in verse 43
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah one Is of there, the I twelve
5: mean, it seems like a detail but unnecessary there everyone would know but there must be a reason that it, he he puts it in there
0: yeah he was he was fully fully on the inner circle so to speak it's i've seen there there was uh an article I'd read last year it's like things we can learn from judas and um and I sort of thought I kind of scoffed i'm like what what do you mean like what can we what can we really learn from judas but yeah like he was he was included as a disciple he was a disciple to, on some level um did did his leader you know jesus not, was he not effective with, with, Ju, with Judas? Did he not understand Judas? Did he use the wrong techniques with Judas? Did he not speak the right culture to Judas? The wrong language to Judas? Did he not know Judas's heart? You know, and, and, and Judas rejected him. So there's a lot bound up in there that I find very fascinating. You know, sometimes we can feel like failures. Or, you know, the rich young ruler turned away from Jesus. Was Jesus ineffective? Did Jesus not know what he was doing? You know was he a failure? Was he a failure with Judas? you know, and it just shows uh, the supernatural power of God when he draws he doesn't he doesn't fail and those who are are to be his indeed will be his and um yeah there's just it's interesting here with judas that he he um betrayed jesus uh, and and was yet so close to Jesus hmm. well let's keep trucking here sorry i'm highly off my notes tonight i don't know why but um let's continue on so we have the arrest that takes place the betrayer comes just as predicted the mob was sent by the leaders of the law um and it's in it, it was all of them here doesn't it, does it say that right here um In verse 53, just continuing, or sorry, backing up, sorry, to verse uh, 43, they were sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, of the law, note that, and the elders. So it's not like, it's not like there was like a minority vote here. It's like they were all, all the leaders, all the aristocrat, all of the, you know, frontline workers here, so to speak, and the ones who are supposed to be in the know. Agreed to agreed to carry this out. Um, just as predicted, um, Jesus was treated like a criminal, and uh, only I think it's only Mark that records in verse in verse uh, fifty one there this one little part, but shows how he was not only forsaken by the twelve, but totally forsaken even by Mark here, and that he would suffer alone, as he said. So, walking into our next section here. Um, Let's read starting in verse 53 um, before the Sanhedrin and go to um, 56. Would somebody do 53 to 56 for me?
5: They took Jesus to the high priest. And all the chief priests, the elders and the teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at a fire. 56, you said? Yes. Okay. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree.
0: Okay, so what's going on? He's no longer in in the uh Garden of Gethsemane. What did we just read?
5: Yeah, apparently went before like some sort of court <laughs> or or council or something.
0: Yeah. Someone's trailing from a distance, not wanting to be too associated with him.
2: Yeah.
0: Good old Peter. And what did they find on Jesus? Could they stick something to him?
1: No, they, they had no evidence for any actual crime they were charged against. They could bring against him, which does to that he lived a perfect life.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so then they needed to bring false witnesses before just so they could make him look bad but how well did that work? Did it say at the end of fifty-six?
1: Not at all.
0: Yeah. They they couldn't keep their story straight. <laughs>
1: it's typical of lying, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Court of law one oh one. Not gonna work.
5: <laughs> Kinda interesting that they came it like it was pretty late at night because after this it says it says in the early morning hours later. It would be pretty late at night, and yet they had many witnesses ready to witness against them. And I was think that's like kind of proof that it was a setup or something.
0: Sorry, where are you reading at the time of day there, Becky? What? Sorry, where are you reading with the time of day you were saying?
5: Well, it was night when they were in the garden. Yeah. And then when you come to the next part, it says in the early morning. Um, something like 15, starting in 15. It seems to be
0: sort of same, part of the same thing, really. It it's... yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Yeah, I think I think I noticed that more. Was it in Mark or sorry Matthew, um, mm-hmm. where it mentioned that it's like there was there was a hastiness to this, right? And yeah. uh, it's like you can. I almost I heard somebody say once, it's like you can convince any group of people of something wrong, right, with the absence of the other one there very quickly. And that's that's what I sort of have an impression of here. It's like they got together without Jesus, came to a conclusion, got Jesus to step in all of a sudden, you know, give sort of a token, you know, here you are, fair trial, not really. Um, and then they've already, as, as we'll see here, um, they already had an agenda set. Um Let's continue to read, unless I just about cut off somebody there. Let's continue to read um, 57 um, through to uh, 65. Would somebody mind doing that?
3: I can do that. Thanks, Judy. Finally, some men stood up and gave this false testimony. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days I will build another made without human hands. But even then, they didn't get their stories straight. Then the high priest stood up before the others and asked Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus was silent and made no reply. And then the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. And then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard this him blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty they all cried. He deserves to die. How far did you want me to go? Uh,
0: 65.
3: Then some of them began to spit at him, and they blindfolded him and beat him with their fists. Prophesy to us, they jeered, and the guards slapped him as they took him away.
0: Hmm. So here we have it, the whole story of him before the Sanhedrin. Um, We have all the chief priests, the elders, the teachers of the law, coming together again. So first for his arrest and sending out the mob. Now, um before the Sanhedrin, high priests as well were in there, um, coming together. And I thought it was ironic. Here here, these ones against him came together, and those who were for him disbanded. Um, and Peter, well, Peter followed at a distance, but uh, and only false testimonies came forward as leaders couldn't find evidence against him, as we said. And uh, back in Isaiah uh, chapter 50, 53... Uh, We can just go there quick. 53 verse 7. Um, It says something here about how Jesus responded. Isaiah 53 verse 7. It says there, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Uh, Just skipping a couple lines. And as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. So, here before the Sanhedrin, what does it say in verse 61? Mark um, 14,
5: 61. He didn't page. He silent. He didn't answer.
0: Yeah, yeah, he remained silent. And I lip-sync read your lips there, Brett. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he remained silent. So we have a fulfillment of another prophecy right here. Um, He remained silent and gave no answer um, until a little later when the chief priest corners him on a question and and, and says, is this who you say you are? Are you the Christ, the son of the blessed one? And he just simply says, I am. You will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven. Um, what, what, the, like, what is evoked in you as you hear Jesus at this point? He was silent. He, he was humbly submitting to the plan of God, his painful plan. Um, freely doing this, knowing that it would lead to the rescue of many. Um, what do you feel at this point now in 62? In Jesus says, I am and you will see me. What are you guys thinking there?
3: From that quote, it it uh, says quoting Daniel seven thirteen when he said that, and so that's the Old Testament, and they all know the Old Testament. Hmm.
0: What uh, what words to describe Jesus would you use there? Attributes.
1: Authoritative.
0: Yeah, authoritative. What else?
1: Or one thing that stands out to me is in making that statement, and he made sure that basically he condemned himself to death by making that statement.
0: Yeah, in a sense, he you know, for layman's term, shot himself in the foot there. Yeah. What, um, I was talking about this with Craig earlier today. Have you ever been in the presence of someone who was clearly guilty? Did they talk much or little? Uh. <laughs> in their defense. My, my experience has been, and even personal experience, if I'm guilty, I've got a lot to say because I really need to prove to you that I'm not guilty and it takes more words. <laughs> because I'm not confident mm-hmm. You're going to believe me. So I need to try harder. What are you seeing in Jesus' words here? Are they many or are they few?
3: He just says, I am.
0: Yeah. Who is he... Who or what is he confident in? Because that, that exudes yeah. confidence, doesn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he's confident in himself as God.
0: Yeah, he's still he, fully God.
5: You also notice, like in his answer, he kind of he kind of is looking forward to like the ascension and stuff afterwards. Yeah, you'll see him sitting at, the, at God's hand. So he's a he may be sort of bolstering himself by by remembering that this will be that there's something really good coming for him.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, for sure.
6: And I'm just, just thinking in the Old Testament, God revealed himself as I am. Right? Mm-hmm. And now when Jesus is answering this question, you know, he's saying I am, he's also in a way there but saying,
0: yes, I am God. Yeah. yeah confident authority in, in who he is, who his father in heaven is, what the plan of rescue is. I just, I just love that, that verse there. You know, it's just like, you can just almost like feel the thunder shaking. Like, yeah, this is going to happen. Like nothing is going to stop it. Um And that's all he really needs to say. He doesn't need to defend himself anymore. Um, In just just such definitive terms, I am, you will see this. Sitting, that's going to happen. Right hand is a place of what? Do you guys know what right hand, to sit at the right hand back in that cultural context meant? I think we touched on it many lessons ago. Um, What does it mean to be sitting at the right hand of somebody back in that time?
1: I would be a place of privilege.
0: Yeah, place of privilege, of honor, of even equality, right? Like you're being elevated to equal to whoever is hosting, and, and whoever's table, so to speak, that that is. So, right there, Jesus is saying, like, I and God are—I I sit in a place of honor, and we are—we are one. We are equal of the mighty one, God. And so, yeah, then, then the mockery begins. We roll into um, verses 63, 64, 65. Um, you know, the tearing of the clothes, the kind of cultural context of sort of a, more of a show, but uh, of kind of just deep distress. But I imagine from these guys, judging from the sarcasm following, that um, this was just, this was a show. You know, deeply distressed, tearing his clothes, the high priest done. Um, and everyone's just saying, you know, now, now prophesy. If you can prophesy, prophesy. Who hit you? Tell us. Um, so, as we kind of move on to what his next trial here before Pilate, we we see Jesus just exuding his his confident humility in what God has set in motion, and he is and he is surrendering to. He's still he's still human. Um, so he he he's he's submitting, he's obeying, he's in perfect fellowship and union with God the Father, and the Spirit, um, and, and and he's proceeding with the plan. Let's read um, or sorry, any questions or any comments before we continue down with some verses here.
4: You want to go back to your uh, your prophecy chart there?
0: Oh, thank you. I did ask Craig to prompt me when I. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> to prompt me when I don't see us.
4: <laughs> you, you want to keep going to the next one? Actually, we we uh, we'll talk to you the next couple of slides here.
0: Okay, I'll just show them. Show them this here. But that uh, accused by false witnesses in Psalm twenty seven twelve is fulfilled here at Mark fourteen sixty one, um, and then yeah, beaten and spit on, spat on is all. Or sorry, silent when accused is also we read that Isaiah fifty three seven and is at Mark fourteen sixty one.
4: yeah and we also did see the, the beat yeah real
0: yeah mm, sorry sorry I didn't get to show you guys that take it take it in look at the picture there's Jesus uh, before um, the high priest um, Caiaphas is it there is that who that is and uh, and the leaders so they condemned him they thought he was blaspheming they thought he was not God. They weren't accepting what he was saying up to this point. Um, so as he was taken away, mocked, in Isaiah 50, verse 6, he prophesied that he would be beaten and spat upon. And, uh, and we see that here. Um, we should fill that in, verse 65 of Mark 14, that it began. He was struck, beat, spat upon. Um, should almost move that slide to the end (laughs) so let's go to Mark chapter 15 we'll read the first five verses there in one chunk so here we have in this image um, Jesus is before Pilate and uh, if somebody could read those five verses Mark 15 verses one to five
2: Sure, I can read those. Thanks, Kevin. And as soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed.
0: Okay, so he has round two here, before another leader. And, uh, and yeah, here too, Becky, it says very early in the morning, in, in the beginning. Um, so there's, like, there's a priority of, of getting this moving and, and trying to get him condemned, eh? Very, very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders teachers of the law, and now it's also including the whole Sanhedrin, reached a decision. <clears throat> Imagine it wasn't too hard of a decision. Seemed like they would already made up their mind. Um, so he asks, as we have on the on the PowerPoint here, "Are you king of the Jews?" Asked Pilate. "Yes, it is as you say," Jesus replied. So confidence again. Um, what uh, what stands out to you guys in this in this here now second time into being you know a second trial so to speak? Is there anything that uh, stood out to you guys, or you want to comment on?
5: Well, it seems the charge against him sort of changed from blasphemy to being the king of the Jews. Oh, good point. The king of the Jews.
0: Good catch, yeah. Anybody else? Thoughts or questions that come to mind as you read this this part?
3: He even says less than that, what he said before. Yeah. Just said you said it,
0: yeah. As you say,
6: and the chief priests accusing him of many things. Yet, before any of the witnesses that they brought forward, you know, couldn't say anything that would stick, but they're still accusing, him.
0: yeah. It was, it's a kind of a whole lineup, I think. it Luke 23 2. Um, Speaks of, of kind of just a bunch of criminal charges against him. It's like you can tell they're they're grasping at straws, right? They're trying to build a case against him. Uh, where do I have it here? <clears throat> yeah, and it says in Luke twenty three, uh, so yeah, twenty three verse two, began to accuse him as he's led before Pilate. Began to accuse him, saying, "We have found this man subverting our nation." <laughs> here it goes. So he he opposes payment of taxes to Caesar. And he claims to be Christ, a king. And so, they're, you know, they're starting to add, build on here. <clears throat> Subverting now our nation. They
3: bound him in chains to lead him away. Was he bound before that? He wasn't, was he?
0: Not to my knowledge. Does anybody else know there?
3: Just because uh, one of the things that just stood out to me, they talked... Um, You know, with all this, the the black people being arrested down in the States and they were talking about they would, this one person refused to get into the police car because he knew that that signifies, he takes his little girl for a walk as a protection because if they, uh, they made him look like that, that binding him up. You know, if you're in a police car, people assume things right away. And that just hit me right here. That, you know, now they bind him in chains, and that really makes him like look like he is a criminal. That he's, um, you know, he's not that calm, quiet man that they had.
0: Yeah, that he has need to be bound.
3: Yeah, it puts another perspective on, on how people perceive him then. Yeah. I think that the the list you
5: read from Luke of charges against him was kind of interesting. It all seems to be things that would impress pi- impress Pilate, mm-hmm. um, whereas their original blasphemy thing, which is the thing that they were really upset about, they, they it seems like they knew it wouldn't impress him, right? Yeah. Things that made him well. seem like a traitor or to the to the state.
0: Right, yeah. In uh, what do you call it? An infidel, <laughs> kind of thing.
4: Yeah. Well, I, well in John, they the uh, where well, I mean, Pilate's actually trying to let Jesus go and that part of the the story, but they're saying we need you, essentially, Pilate, to crucify him to kill him because we can't. Um, so they're, they're in in all these charges. They they want Pontius Pilate, the Roman ruler of the region. <laughs> to actually have reason to kill him, you know, he's not going to pay doesn't want to pay to access to Caesar, he wants to be a king, which, you know, Caesar's the only king for the Roman ruler, or for the Roman nation, so, they're trying to, they're trying to press the right buttons for playing Pilate. It's, it's
5: just like they're throwing everything at the wall and thinking if anything will stick. Yeah, Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that whole go ahead Judy
3: they don't want the responsibility of it in the long run because that's against murders against their their laws and so they're trying to get somebody else to make that decision now
0: yeah kind of like you pull the trigger no you pull the trigger no uh you know like who's going to pull the trigger we all want it to happen but nobody wants to really or can they or can't they do it you know yeah i mean there was a real there was a real contention here with with uh, Pilate I think he he was, felt like he was in a bit of a, a political moral dilemma it seems like it doesn't record as much here in Mark um, you know but he talks about in verse 7 there who do you want to be released Barabbas it was, who was a prisoner um, as was custom during the feast of uh, uh, during the feast of unleavened bread that they would release one so they release Barabbas but uh if you have time later on, in, in John, as, as Craig was touching on there, John chapter 18, um, verses 33 to 39, it kind of dives in a little deeper there with, with the tension between Pilate. Pilate's asking, like, well, or Jesus asks Pilate and in, in verse 34, he responds, are you a king of Jews? And Jesus replies, is that your own idea or did others talk to you about me? And then Pilate kind of banters back and forth, am I a Jew? Uh, what would you have done? Jesus said, my kingdom's not of this world. Then Pilate re- rebukes, well, you are a king then. And Jesus says, you're right, I am a king. And this is why I came into the world. This is Brent's very quick paraphrase. Um, and then Pilate then in verse 38 says, well, what is truth? As Jesus says, everyone who listens to me is, is, is of truth. And, and Pilate says, what is truth? And then it goes into releasing a prisoner and the crowd shout back, Barabbas. Barabbas. Um, so, Pilate, it's like, I kind of get this different feel from Pilate. Not that I have great remorse for him, but it's like, he was, I think, scratching his head a little bit, you know, like, what's going on here? I'm trying to catch up with the speed of the crowd, of the mob, really, and it's kind of like, he wants to wash his hands, um, wash his hands of him. So, let's let's pick it up again here uh, on the slide where we have uh, verse, verse 12 of Mark 15, and uh We'll read, uh, we just have there to 13, but let's read to 15. So 12 to 15. Can somebody read that,
1: please?
6: What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder. Crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified.
0: Okay, now things have gotten very serious here. Um We, we see Um another fulfillment of the promise of, of the deliverer, Isaiah 53 verse 3, if you want to flip there quick. we would marked it down on our prophecy chart earlier, but 53.3, he was despised and rejected by men. And then in these verses here, we hear how he was, Barabbas was chosen to be freed, the true criminal, in exchange for Jesus to be remain bound. Um, and they wanted him crucified. So rejected by Israel. And uh, Psalm 69.4. Go there really quick. Just before Isaiah, we have Proverbs and Psalms 96.4. Or sorry, 69, verse 4. need to have more more paper tabs in my binder here, in my Bible, I mean. 69, 4 says, Those who hated me without reason outnumber the hairs of my head. Many are my enemies without cause, those who seek to destroy me. I'm forced to restore what I did not steal. So, hated without cause. There there is nothing against him. Pilate even asked, what crime has he committed? They just shout louder, crucify him. it says in verse 16 the soldiers led jesus away into the place that is the praetorium and called together the whole company of soldiers verse 17 they put a purple robe on him and twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him so a purple robe what did that mean what did that signify
3: royalty
0: royalty yeah and the crown a king a king yeah and 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 crucifixion that we just mentioned before that was a common a common practice of of execution back then being on the cross being nailed to the cross there was asphyxiation that would take place or suffocation sorry that would take place um so this was this was jesus uh destiny at this point up to this point in time um what's really fascinating i don't know if you guys have, have have thought on this before but were thorns? Here, here, Jesus gets a crown of thorns put on his head. Um, it's like a curse. Before the curse, the fall of mankind, were there were there thorns in the Garden of Eden? No. So that's part of the
2: curse.
0: Part of the curse. So Jesus. Has the curse or puts you know willingly submits freely submits to god's painful plan he puts the curse is put upon him he puts the curse on himself the curse of the fall of man when thorns and briars and the toil of the ground the earth was fallen mankind was fallen now is symbolically here with the crown put on him and 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 in a sense because he submitted he put it on he took it on that's huge What's what's wrapped up in that crown of thorns is huge, it, it's symbolically, I I feel. What do you guys think? Yeah. I'll, give me some feedback.
3: I hadn't thought of that before. Me
0: I can't take credit for it. I studied it out somewheres, but yeah. That's
3: okay, you found it. Um, and those crown, the thorns, aren't the little thorns that we have. These are like two inches or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure it wasn't set on lightly. Yeah.
3: The more we're studying it, the more brutality, the more his body is so broken and bruised for us. The whipping that he got, there was no um, part of his body that wasn't ripped apart. It's like... uh, Yeah. It's pretty intense when you we get the picture of you know this little whipping on his back and stuff. But uh, studying that I've done, it just like it was his his flesh was ripped apart with what they used on his beating.
0: That's right. Yeah, the flogging was was not just any verbal flogging or gentle. Yeah, it was it was total brutality.
4: Well, they described it. I, I can't think of the word right now, but it, it, it was a leather or a lead tipped thong with the, the... And it was usually a multi-strand and like flogging would have been uh, like people died from it so yes. um so i mean just 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 being flogged in and of itself was was a tremendous punishment um so i think that's what Pilate did at one point he, he was saying here i flogged him just get enough like i punished him enough um uh, and yet they, they still tried to have him crucified
2: Mm-hmm.
3: 39 lashes was the most that they could give without a person dying. The 40th would, was considered death.
0: Yeah, that was sort of their theory in a sense. So like when you think back to the Garden of Gethsemane, when he first asked God to take this cup from him, this cup of judgment, this cup of wrath, you know, you get, you get the sense of like there was the human side of him. He knew how terrible this side of it all would be of the flogging and the... And the the beatings and the and the the insults um, but also yet being fully God, he saw even beyond farther than that, not not beyond in the sense of through that, but he saw also what the separation that was going to come as he took the curse upon himself, and I don't want to get ahead of myself too much in this lesson, but as fully God, he knew that much worse was going to happen because we we all know that you know you look at uh, the voice of the martyrs where people are. Um, tortured for their faith severely it's like people have been tortured severely you know very badly I mean you look at like even movies of uh, like um, Braveheart you know when you get the 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 horses that would pull people apart I mean these horrendous things that people have done to others um just evil And, and Jesus was getting this physical evil played upon him here but he also being fully God knew that much much worse in a sense was going to happen um but he also trusted in the in the fulfilling of the plan was for a greater greater good, greater purpose. Yeah, in Romans 5, 7, 8,
4: um, what's
0: that, Craig? Another word? Uh, it, it refers here to very rarely will, will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. Because this is what happened. We are humanity while we... We're still sinners. Christ died for us. I know we haven't referenced it much, but we all still have that sin debt rope. We were all born with that, right? And all the ones that hung off of our chart that were covered with a straw, that was just a, that was just a provision of God's forbearance, that it, his judgment was delayed, uh, forward-looking to Christ. So we're born enemies of God. God was sending Jesus. In, in God's love, as it says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, He sent his son. And this is all happening for us. We're we're in this story, you guys. Um, So, as we consider our original audience here, the disciples, the Israelites who rejected him, the Romans that were in the scene, um, this is this is the climax of all they knew of Jesus on his earthly ministry. All they've, especially the disciples, all they've seen and been taught and told by him, and now the weight of Jesus' words are being tested and revealed as trustworthy. So nothing has he said has fallen through. Everything he has said has passed that, that up, up, you know, chronologically to this point. So we gain. Further trust in his words and his people who were following him physically at that time and, you know, as a, as a rabbi should have had the same, same experience. You know, he's betrayed. He said he would be. He was. He was left alone. He said he would be. He was. He was mocked. He said he would be or it was prophesied and he was silent, tried and accused, spat upon. All the things he's already said, either himself or, or through his prophets, would happen, did happen either yeah it was either himself that had prophesied it or prophets before um and last week we were we were touching on exactly where jesus was saying um that they were to obey all that he taught and here as we get sort of the bird's eye view we get to see it all we see that all he has said is even more true in a sense um and he's totally worth following in this life and and that takes us beyond of course um I just love how this lesson, how this biblical account, just yeah, wraps up his total trust in all of what God had set in motion before the foundations of the world, and uh, and it just shows the unity and the and the the harmony of him with 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 the triune God that he knew that he could trust the plan to go forward, and um, you see his humanness again back there, previous lesson when he wanted God to take the cup from him, but he submits. Um, Going forward to be crucified, to fulfill God's plan—the the, the awesome plan for the deliverer to rescue God's people. I mean, Satan thought maybe he was working here and, and getting his way, um, but let's keep in mind. It was funny I was meeting actually with Judy earlier today, and we were we were talking about the so, the word sovereignty, and, and and Satan was was at you know in some way here he was at play, but this was also God's plan of rescue. So. We don't want to treat Satan here as though he is sovereign. God is sovereign. Satan isn't getting his way. God is accomplishing his purposes. Evil cannot thwart God's plans ever. Um, God is still sovereign over Satan, even when it seems like evil is very present. Um, Jesus Christ, he says again here, I am. and And yeah, they would have known the Old Testament when, you know, Moses asks, who do I say is sending me, you know, back to Pharaoh? Well, tell him I am is sending you, Yahweh. So, you know, you wonder the correlation there that these uh, high priests and, and chief councils and Sanhedrin and um, the Sadducees, if they would have, if that would have resonated. Whoa, he just said that, you know, he is, Jesus is to be the final ruler and he was going to show it. He is the king of the Jews. He's He is the king, king of kings and here he enters into a very real suffering um not just enters i mean it already has begun but um, for not only uh the sins of those present there but it it overflows to us uh you know for our sins for our sins past present and future and we weren't even thought of yet we weren't born yet clearly um it's a it's heavy and it's exciting and it's the truth um So we kind of, I mean, each lesson continues to further reveal or develop, in a sense, the truth of who Jesus is. And, and it brings me back to kind of one of my original questions of, you know, it's not that I really care about about that what that we believe in Jesus. Like today I had a, g- a guy I was talking with and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like I'm spirit, like, you know, I believe in the higher power, like Christian thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. OK, cool. Uh, not really. It's not that you believe in Jesus. It's what do you believe of Jesus? Is Jesus the king of Jews? Is Jesus the son of man? Is Jesus seated at the right hand of God the Father in a place of honor and equality with God the Father and the Holy Spirit? Or do you reject any of these ideas? That he's king? That he's sovereign? um, That he fulfilled God's plan of rescue? Or Okay, we're not quite there yet, but he is in the process of fulfilling God's Uh, A rescue plan. Do you reject this? Or do you guys know people in your life who accepts everything up to this point, but then rejects it from here on in, which is the critical part? (laughs) Um, I mean, uh, Scripture is teaching us that He is all these things. And we go back to the Scripture as our authority. Um, If there's false ideas against that, what do we do with them?
1: Throw them away.
0: Yeah, throw them away. And, and ground it back in the truth. Don't just leave them empty. Throw it back in the truth. Um, what do you guys think? I didn't really come up tonight with a sort of a, a, a very succinct um, potential lies question, but is there something here that you guys, as we've kind of worked through this, that you would see false ideas about, false beliefs or ideas, anything about tonight um, that need to be pushed out with the truths we've covered? Let me, let me just, sorry to spring that on you guys, but is there something that stands out to you guys that you would find pertinent to either ask yourself, or me, or, or others uh, about some false belief on these truths tonight?
1: Um, one thing that just came to my mind is that I had a person who mentioned that like they believe that the devil is in control of this world Um, yeah, when you see in this whole account that Jesus was fully in control of the whole situation, he even made sure he would be charged with blasphemy.
0: Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he was never out of control. So if we want to give Satan more credit, or any credit... (laughs) Let's not praise him, right? Does anybody else have thoughts on sort of lies that would need to be pushed out with the truce we encountered tonight?
5: Well, one, like I think a lot of people think that um, the course of history just runs, and God kind of scrambles around after the best of things, and you see in this in stories like this. Um, or this this bit of history, I guess, is a better way to say it. That uh, things that seemed like they were just totally out of control were really fulfilling his plan. Right that that Hmm. it it was never out of control. God was never scrambling to to make good out of bad. Yeah, this was his plan from the beginning.
0: That's right. Yeah, verse. Uh, if you go to Math uh, Matthew uh, twenty six, um, verse fifty six, right as he's being arrested, he says right there. But all this has taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. So yeah, he's he's not out of control. He knows that. Yeah, this has been known, and he's to, he walks in in what has been been known forever. Really, it reinforces (laughs) the almightiness of our God.
5: Yeah, and his sovereignty over everything. He rules.
0: Yeah, rules and reigns. Lord, owner, and boss. Yeah, amen.
3: I think even the picture that we are given in the world of what Jesus suffered um, on that cross. You know, he's still on the cross in, in many instances. But, um, even the picture of his body is a little bit of whipping and stuff like that. So people do not get the full, uh, import of what actually happened at that time. Hmm. And, and, and going before the religious leaders, like how they just planned this all against him. Uh, um, for the most part, we don't get that the world doesn't ever say this. And why would anybody, um, why would anybody die for us like literally why did he die they don't get that picture either
0: right yeah
3: yeah
0: yeah i was walking through last year um these foundational lessons with another person and and we kind of got to this point or i think it was this in the next lesson and and she came to me as a self-professing christian Um, And she said, you know, all these years of being a Christian, I never knew why Christ had to die. Um, Yeah, it it, it takes going through things sometimes, many times, or just methodically to start to see the picture.
5: Um, I I think there are a lot of people who think he died because he was a political insurgent, sort of. Um, Like even now, there are people who think that that's the way it happened. Even though this in their story it's very clear that he that he wasn't that they were trumped up charges.
0: You're right, yeah. None of the testimonies agreed. <laughs> so
5: yeah. so but it's also interesting, I was just thinking about this, it's also interesting that the reason the people rejected him is because they expected him to be a political insurgent and he wasn't. And then when it turns around to to crucify him, the charges they bring up against him is that he's a political insurgent. <laughs> they accuse him of what they were disappointed that he wasn't.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well put. We want you to be king, so we're we're upset with you. Now you're saying you're king, so we're upset with you. <laughs> to put it in layman's terms. <laughs> yeah. So tonight, as we, look at, as we look at our triune God, God the Father, Jesus, the Son of God, the Deliverer, the Holy Spirit, what, what have you guys, what's new? I mean, we revisited, or maybe not new, but what's reinforced? I think, you know, Becky said sovereignty, uh, Brett said sovereign. Um, so God, God is totally in control. What else did you, did you see of our triune God uh, through tonight's lesson?
3: His absolute love for us, that he died.
0: Yeah, yeah, great love to enter into this. How about...
3: And he knows that we're going to reject it and and not, not listen. He knows that of us because of our nature.
0: Right, yeah. How about of uh, of humanity, of us people? What was reinforced <laughs> or reminded or new? Don't give me an easy answer like we're just sinful. <laughs> Sorry.
5: You, you certainly see how devious people can be.
0: Yeah. Devious, yeah.
5: Devious so much that you, they almost look foolish in their deviousness. <clears throat>
1: Yeah. Another thing would be the, um, like the depth of hatred that hmm. people can have. Even with bringing Jesus to Pilate, they hated him so much. That they would go to Pilate, someone they also hated very much hmm. to have him crucified. They were willing to kind of pay homage to Pilate.
0: Yeah. A lot of these groups that probably wouldn't have normally got along or cooperated so well all of a sudden are cooperating wonderfully for, yeah. for evil purposes.
1: Well,
4: if the cats, they're lying in John 19. Pilates again asking them, you know, do you want me to crucify your king? And they're yelling, crucify him. We have no king but Caesar. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing the flip-flop here. <laughs> like they their own... Um, you how blind they become to get rid of this guy. I mean, it says, and Pilate realized that he wanted to get Jesus free because he knew that the religious people were just jealous, trying um, to protect their own well-being and their own. And so, the religious people taking it further and further. Um, yeah. It's kind of sad how far they go in all of this from the false... The false uh, testimonies against they know that's, that's against the, the commandments, um, and that they want to kill him, and that they're, they're ignoring all these prophecies that God has, has laid out. You know, they would have known all to protect their own religious kingdom.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're short sighted. <laughs> We're short sighted,
4: selfish, fickle. Yeah, there's a whole lot of words to go with it.
0: Yeah,
6: overconfident. Or the yeah the overconfidence that humanity can have because Peter's like I'll never leave you, and then he oh. did.
0: <laughs> yeah. How about one
3: of the verses that comes to me is don't think more highly of yourself than you are, and and I think um that is what I'm feeling right now, how we look at ourselves more highly than we really are. Hmm. I mean, no, in Christ, we are worthy, but in humanity, you asked about humanity and oh. humanity. The the pride is very, very prevalent.
2: Hmm.
0: How about um, our enemy and how he works? Satan, the adversary, God's enemy, the one who wants to destroy his image bearers, us.
3: That's exactly it. He'll do anything to destroy God and the image bearers.
0: Yeah. I mean, we see it with the false testimonies, with the charges that flip-flop. I mean, he's deceiving them one way or another into wrong thinking, into that, people have been saying pride, which is blindness, right?
1: Um,
0: How about, uh, how about the kingdom of God? What did you guys hear tonight in Mark 14 of of the kingdom of God? What did we, what did we touch on there?
1: It's so indescribably important to God that this was the the cost such a high cost was going to be paid
0: yeah yeah his own son and what about in verse 62 of 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 mark 14 You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One. A kingdom come, a sure thing. You will, it's certain. Jesus is setting to set his kingdom rule in place fully, entirely. I mean, he's confident that it is. It's as good as it is because his word is sure and true and will pass. His promises are never thwarted. His, his word is never false, never falls through. So it's as good as good as done, but he is—he's going to set it out here, and he's claiming it clearly. Going to sit at the right hand of the mighty one. Such such confident assurance we can have <laughs> in Him, in all He says He is, and all He says He'll do. Um, not only for His kingdom come, but the offer that's that's to, to out there to everybody—you know—to take offer, drink from Him. Um, and then we see these prophecies fulfilled too, which we've reviewed a few times, so I won't go there now. But So as we kind of wrap up here, um, I mean, Judy, you kind of commented how much he loves us as I, as I kind of want to ask you guys, how do you feel about these foundational truths and, and ideas in these scriptures? Um, Judy, you said you just, you sense his great love for us. Um, what do you, what does the rest of you guys see? How do you, how do you feel about these foundational truths or how do you, what do you think of it at this point? Um, I understand it's a review for for many of us, but uh, it never gets old. I hope.
1: Just gets deeper.
0: <laughs> deeper.
1: For me, when yeah, just when you see the magnitude of what Jesus suffered, and that's the cost you were bought with. You realize that, you know, being saved isn't something cheap or little. It's of such monumental importance, mm. and that that grace that's extended to you, we shouldn't take it lightly.
2: Mm.
1: It's like it's free, but very costly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well put, Brett. So, why are these truths of what Jesus sought to do and reveal for us today? Why are these truths important for us today? That it was costly. That it was free. That uh, He loved us so much to do this. Um, why is it? Why are these truths important for for you today?
1: If I can uh, jump ahead a bit to um, where he gives the command, "Go make disciples of all nations," then that sticks out. It's like, okay, with my life, how am I to, how will I fulfill that or obey that?
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. We have a God who undertakes too <laughs> on our behalf.
3: Well And Jesus says you become like me and um, being like Jesus and you see the picture that he has, um, we really do need to count the cost. Are we really willing to walk like Jesus walked?
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah, do we <clears throat> are we living our faith out or is it just academic? Are these foundational lessons just for us? Are we, are we information gluttons? Or are we, are we doling it out generously as Jesus is generous to us? Um, are we stingy? It's something I keep telling Hudson, you know, when he only wants to give Sophie a little bit. I say, was Jesus stingy or was he generous? You know, and he's like, he was generous. <laughs> he was generous. So I'm like, well, do you want to be generous or stingy? You know, I want to be generous. So let's be generous, you guys. Jesus is generous. Let's not be stingy uh, with this knowledge as it, you know, as it comes down to our hearts. I mean, that, that's my struggle. You know, like, I, I pray, Lord, you know, what would you have me do as I seek to follow you more obediently this week, this day? Don't let it stay here. Let it come down here um, so that from the overflow of that impact, I can share it generously with others. Um, and you know what? One of my favorite sayings, and maybe doesn't best apply to the Christian walk, but I use it sometimes. Anyways, it's like you know, fake it till you make it. If you don't feel like being generous, if you don't feel like sharing, just try it, do it, and watch what God will do for you. You know, it's yes. what He wants us to do. He wants us to share it. He doesn't, you know, so He will mm-hmm. undertake. You know, even Brad, as you talk about making disciples of all nations, it's like this is what He wants. It's what He commands. So He's not going to leave us out to dry, like like Satan did to Adam and Eve in the garden. No, God is one who walks every step with us. He's present as we read his word and as um, we we continue to faithfully submit to him and walk with him and commune with him. Um, yeah, so as Jesus was confidently humble, as he submits to God's painful plan of rescue, we too can confidently be humble or, or be confidently humble in his plan for, for what's before us, for witnessing for going forward, for, for growing. These are all things he wants. Um and uh and he is greater than Satan. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of it, you guys. Um do you have any questions, comments? Um I know we're kind of on the earlier side tonight, but that's all right. We, we we've been we've been fat on our lessons, and we've been wanting to get skinnier on our lessons. That that is a goal of ours. Not that it's all down to minutes and hours and stuff, but if there's a good discussion and it's fat, that's good. If there, you know this was a good discussion, and here we are at eight thirty. But uh, if you have more yeah. thoughts, let's uh, let's share them before we um, and uh, pray and wrap up.
5: I think it's interesting to think about Barabbas too, just um, the idea that he was a criminal and a sinner, and Jesus literally died in his place. Hmm. And I just wonder if Barabbas later came to come or came to faith in Jesus, or did he? Because he would have seen Jesus accused for doing nothing wrong, and then he died in Barabbas's place when Barabbas knew that he had done wrong. So I wonder if he, I mean yeah maybe one day we'll know but
0: one day we will know yeah that that, i liked that's a really interesting thought that you just clenched it with there in his place i never thought of that before because literally jesus took his place very realistically there i mean jesus is a substitute for all who trust as a substitute lamb but like yeah really that's interesting katie (laughs) thanks for sharing that (laughs) We very well could see Jesus, uh, Barabbas in heaven. I, I, I don't know. I've never studied that out. But I mean, um, to the vilest offender who truly believes. Uh, how does the rest of that go? His.
5: That moment through Jesus, a pardon
0: receipt. There we go. Thank you. So the vilest offender, you know, it, it's possible. It is possible. Well, you hey guys, um, would somebody close their time in prayer and uh, I'll I'll hang out here till the last one signs off. I'll be, uh, you know, you'll all flee and I'll I'll remain. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm Jesus, so I don't know where you're getting that from, but I'll, I'll be here um, if there's any more discussion that you guys want to do. But yeah, would somebody pray for us um, and our week ahead and just what the Lord would have us to do this week?
3: Mm. I will. Thanks, Judy. Father God, we just come before you with praise and thanksgiving for what you're teaching us and for this established 101 and the foundational truths that we have been able to glean and the depths that are coming from this. And I thank you for Brent, um, you bringing Brent back here to the Yukon and this being able to um, be available for us to learn too. And we're asking now, Father, what do we do with this? this knowledge that we have to make it practical to go out and to make disciples of others to show your love to others to be able to become like jesus and and walk the walk that you've called us to walk and so father we just commit our way unto you today with praise and thanksgiving that you you are sovereign you are the lord of lords and you know And you know even about this virus and all the things that have happened and even how important it is that we've been able to do this with this media, that we've been able to Skype and Zoom and and be able to still be together in a whole different way. But we still have the teachings and the growing that you planned for us. Mm -hmm. So this week, Father, we commit to you and we ask you to show us your way and we give you praise and thanks for what you're doing in our lives, what you have done in our lives and what you will do mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus that you gave us that name with all power and authority. Jesus, you paid the price and you gave us Holy Spirit to be our comforter and our teacher and our guide. And so we just thank you for that use of your name. We ask in the name of Jesus, your peace, your wisdom, your understanding, the fruit to be produced in our lives, others may see you and be and as we lift you up, others will see you and be lifted up to. In amen. Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen.
4: Amen and amen.